0: Welcome to Purposeful Profit, where i help you take your business to the next level. I'm Carla Modes, finance and strategy coach and fractional CFO for high-achieving female entrepreneurs. I'm here to empower women to build wildly profitable businesses that give them the freedom to live their dream lives. I'll use my more than 30 years of finance and consulting experience to take the mystery out of your finances, help you make more money, and go after your next big thing. Hey there, and welcome to episode number three of Purposeful Profit. Really happy to be here, and I am super excited for today's episode. This episode came out of something I noticed at a recent business conference I was at. I was in a room full of business owners who were mostly in the service sector, and most of whom were looking to scale. They were at the 200 to 250K revenue range, wanting to scale up to 500K or even a million dollars. We were having a lot of discussions about scaling. I saw the same thing here that I see in most discussions that I'm in about growing your business. And there was a lot of discussion about marketing, sales, and ops. And these are what I call the sexy business functions. But there was really hardly any discussion about finances or about scaling in a financially viable manner. And I got to admit, that makes the CFO me a little sad. Our business finances need some love. So we're going to show them some love today. Today I'm going to be talking about the three mistakes that I repeatedly see business owners make with their finances and money. And I think it's really that finance seems to be, more than any other, an area that a lot of business owners find really intimidating and maybe mysterious, and they avoid it. When I talk to prospective clients or just business owners in general, one of the things I often hear is they find it overwhelming, they don't understand it, and they really just avoid it. But what happens is that these mistakes not only leave profit on the table, but they set the business up for bigger issues as they grow. It really is a deferred maintenance. So I want you to think of it like your car. You go out, you buy your car, and you know there's things that you're supposed to take your car in at certain intervals and have looked at. So for instance, if you forget to change your oil, forget to rotate your tires, at some point, the lack of doing that maintenance causes a problem that ends up costing you even more money and time. When you're ignoring your finances, that's really what you're doing to your business. It's basically, you're just deferring maintenance that's going to come due at a later stage. So let's get to it. The number one mistake that I see business owners make with their numbers is that they simply don't know their numbers. And I want to be clear about what this means. This isn't about reading your financial statements. If you have a good bookkeeper, then you should be getting three financial statements at a minimum every month. You should be getting a profit loss statement, which might be called an income statement, a balance sheet, and a cash flow statement. And so this isn't about getting those financial statements once a month and sitting down for five or 10 minutes just looking over the numbers. I mean, that's a good place to start. Don't get me wrong. But that's not really what we're talking about here. Sure, I want you to know what your revenue and profit is. You know, I want you to know how much cash you have on hand, but really what I want you to do or or what business owners need to do is they really need to be able to understand the financial dynamics of your business, of your industry, of your business model. It's really about understanding the story that your numbers are trying to tell you and then using these numbers to make data-driven decisions. The numbers themselves are really neutral. For example, the same numbers in two different businesses can mean completely different things. So what you're really doing is taking a look at these numbers and you're looking at them through an analytical eye and trying to understand what are they really trying to tell me about my business. So some of the things that I mean when I say understanding your numbers is, aside from being able to tell me what your revenue and profit is, who are your top 10 customers, both in terms of revenue and profit? Many clients will be able to come in and tell me, you know, what their top 10 customers are, their top three customers in revenue. But when I ask them, well, which of your customers are your top 10 from profitability? And it may not be the same. That's one of the important things to realize is you could have top 10 customers that drive your revenue, but they might not be the same customers that are driving your profit. And that's a really important distinction to make. Do you have any customers that you're losing money on? This is something that's out there, too, is often companies that are having profit issues, when we dig into the numbers, we'll find that one of the reasons that we're having issues is that we have some customers out there where we're actually losing money on those customers. How much does it take you to deliver your service or your product? This is an important thing to know. Do you know how much it actually takes you to fulfill and deliver your service or your product so that you make sure you're making money on it? And part of that is knowing what's your overhead. Are you properly reflecting your overhead and your pricing? You know, another thing that you want to really look at is your expense spend. What are your largest expense spends? Where is your money really going? What are the 20% of your expenses that are driving 80% of your spend? and which of these costs are fixed and which are variable. So a fixed cost is a cost that will basically stay fixed as your revenue goes up or your revenue goes down. And so the most classic example of a fixed cost is rent or office expense. You pay a flat amount. It doesn't really matter if it's going up or going down. But there are other fixed expenses. For instance, in my business, my cost for my Zoom account, that's fixed. It's not going up or not going down. It doesn't matter if I have one client or I have 500 clients, I'm paying the same amount for Zoom. So it's really going through and looking at your expenses and really understanding the dynamic of your expenses. A variable expense is an expense that as your revenue increases, that expense is going to go up. And as your revenue goes down, that expense is going to go down. And also looking at who are your largest vendors, who are the vendors that you're spending the most money with. And here's one thing I see a lot of business owners doing is they outsource their books to a bookkeeper. And when they do that, they are really outsourcing, not just the books, but really the ownership of your numbers. And to be clear, you can outsource your books and your administrative bookkeeping to a bookkeeper, but you cannot outsource the ownership of your numbers. That is your job as the owner-operator and as the CEO. And actually, if you go out and talk to the CEOs of largely successful companies and you ask them, are the numbers a part of your job, and they will most definitely tell you yes that even if they have a fractional CFO or full-time CFO, the role of that CFO is to support them, to empower them, to help provide them analytics, to help them understand their numbers. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with the CEO. The financial results of the business is the primary role of the CEO. And this is where really um, higher level finance help can help you really to dig into and really to understand your numbers. So the second big mistake that I see business owners make with their numbers is they are not setting and tracking against financial and KPI goals. At best, they will have a revenue goal. One of the first questions I ask potential clients when I meet with them is, what's your revenue and profit goal? And most of them can give me a revenue goal. Sometimes I can tell by the way they're saying it's kind of a number they're pulling out of their head, but they at least have some kind of idea of what revenue they're aiming for. But more often than not, when I say, what's your profit goal? I kind of get the look, you know, the deer in the headlights kind of look. And you really want to be setting a revenue and a profit goal. We talked about this last week in the podcast where I talked about how profit is really a set of decisions you're making, and how you need to be intentional with it. Because the thing is, we accomplish what we measure. And so if our goal is to have a profitable business, we need to have a profit goal. You want to measure your actuals against these goals And you do this with a budget. That's another thing I often see that clients do not have is they do not have a budget. They're kind of winging it, you know, going on a wing and a prayer. And one of the things you want to be able to do is you want to be able to measure your actuals against your budget. So when you're looking at your actuals, when you get a financial statement, I like to see not just the monthly results or not just the year-to-date results, but I want to see the monthly and year-to-date results versus what did I budget for this month? What did I budget for this year-to-date? The other thing I want you to be, you know, that we should be looking at and setting goals for are KPIs. And KPIs is what we call key performance indicators. So it's not just your financial numbers that you want to track, but you also want to be tracking key performance indicators or what some people call key metrics. And these are the main drivers of your revenue and expenses. You want to set targets for these as well. So some of the things you want to think about in this area is how many W2 employees or contractors do I need to achieve my financial goals? If you're somebody who's doing paid advertising, what's your targeted average cost per lead? How many sales calls are you targeting? How many of those sales calls do you actually need to convert into paid clients? If you are in the online business space, what's the conversion rate from your funnels? If you have a recurring business model or some type of membership program, what's your targeted retention rate? And if you don't have answers to these questions, you're not alone. And the reason that most business owners don't have answers to many of these questions really takes us to the third mistake that I see business owners make with their numbers. And that third mistake is that they don't tie together their strategy and their finance. So what do I mean when I say they don't tie together their strategy and their finance? Well, it means they have a revenue target, but their strategy might be sell more or hustle more. Or they have a general strategy, but haven't thought through the tactics behind it. They haven't analyzed what it will take to implement the strategy. They haven't really looked at what are all the investments that are needed and what's the ROI on those investments. When they don't do that, what you'll often see is there'll be kind of blind spending. They'll start throwing money at a solution without really any idea what they're expecting in return. They need to look at what are the people that are really needed to implement this strategy? What's the human capital that I need? And how is all this going to affect our cost structure? One of the biggest things they'll see and one of the ways that all of this manifests is that they start scaling and they take lots and lots of action, you know, lots of massive action, but they are not ensuring they're doing it in a financially viable manner. And these are the clients that come to me, again, at two or three million who have five or 10% profit margins and in a you know in a service business i would expect higher profit margins the 5 or 10%. 5 or 10% profit margins in certain industries is actually a good number but most of my clients are in a service based industry and those are low profit numbers for the service based industry. So what scaling really means is that we're going to grow revenue at a greater rate than expenses. This is what makes you more profitable. The goal isn't just to chase a big revenue number. And so circling back to really what brought me to record this episode today, when I'm sitting in discussions with people we are talking about scaling, 99% of the discussion is around driving sales and around marketing to drive those sales. And again, don't get me wrong. Sales are necessary. You need to have sales, and sales is a key part of scaling. But The goal here isn't just to chase a big revenue number, because that just leads to burnout. It also leads to profit and cash flow issues. We have to be able to pay ourselves and get a profit. Otherwise, why are we scaling? Are we scaling just you know for the ego of hitting a big number, just to say we did it? No, we're, we're scaling because we want to make our business more efficient. We want to reach more people. We want to have more impact. But we also want to make a profit along the way. And again, this is another reason that a budget comes in really handy, because it really forces you to think through intentionally how you're executing your strategy. If you are doing a budget correctly, you're really going to sit down and you're really going to go through all the things you're spending money on. You're really going to sit down and think through, how am I actually driving my revenue? And how does all of this manifest when the finance and strategy isn't tied together? What you end up with is an outsized organization where the business can't support the spend, I and mean, this is often coming from hiring too soon. This is probably the number one expense area that I see as an issue because once you've started to add people and hire too soon, this is much harder to back down from than if I hired a contractor maybe too soon. It's it's easier to eliminate a contractor than it is to eliminate a W2 employee because now you have, you know, not only the process you have to go through to eliminate the expense, but you're also pulling in the interpersonal dynamic. You also get just a lack of strategic focus in spending. This is where you start to ask people, you know, what's this money used for? Or, you know, what is the return on this money? You really, you're not really able to get answers. So I'm going to hop off my soapbox for a second now. And if this resonated with you, if any of these mistakes are mistakes, you say, hey, yes, I definitely have done this or I've, I can see myself in this. I want you to know you're not alone. These are really common issues I see in small businesses as they grow and there's nothing to feel ashamed about. Much of it is because small businesses typically haven't had access to high-level strategic finance help at the earlier stages of their business. Until now, you can start showing your business finances some love and start being proactive by working with a professional CFO and a coach who can help you with that and who can help you see the big picture. If this sounds interesting to you, go over to wwwcarlomotescom forward slash work with me to book a free financial strategy assessment. This is a call where I take you through a quick process to assess your financial health, and then we map out three things you can do to improve your financial health so you can hit those goals you have. And I hope this has been helpful to you, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Remember that your finances deserve some love. Finance doesn't have to be complicated or overwhelming, and you do not have to do it alone. I'd love to talk to you about your business. So please come on over to www.carlamotes.com to learn more. Or if you're ready for financial and strategy support that will uplevel your business, go to www.carlamotes.com forward slash work with me to book your free financial assessment. And the last favor I'll ask is for you to help me get out the word. Tell your friends about this podcast and share it on your favorite social media. Until next week, go create some purposeful profit.